Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's go, 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 go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Maybe he listens to me. He stays ready so he don't got to get ready. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. A quarterback draw and an easy touchdown for Trevor Lawrence. When you say starting over with him, what do you mean by that? Doug Peterson. I think just fund- fundamentally, just starting over. Earlier on the show, Saint Safety, Tyron Matthew. Coming up, Lions General Manager, Brad Holmes. Rams Head Coach, Sean McVay. Plus, from the new film, Top Gun Maverick, actor John Hamm. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes, we've got lots going on on this fun, busy Thursday show in Los Angeles, California, after which I'm heading to NFL Network to host the schedule, release show, or whatever's left of the schedule that hasn't already been leaked. Um, and that's at 8 Eastern time tonight. Uh, it's going to be me, Mooch, and Michael Irvin in studio together, and we're interviewing a whole host of people, and it's going to be great. And before that, though, we've got a lot of show left here uh, on the program. Uh, Susie Schuster sitting in for Chris Brockman once again today. Good to see you, Suze. Good morning. DJ Mikey D is in D's Nuts, is sitting in his position. Uh, TJ Jefferson, good to see you, sir, for hour number two. Good to be seen. Lots going on. Sean McVay is about to join us. And then after him, John Hamm in studio in hour number three. Red hot talk going on uh, about whether the Lakers should trade LeBron or not. Um, We'll hit that at the top of hour number three. As well, but before getting to Sean McVay, let's go right now to our Mercedes Benz Vans phone line to kick off our second hour. The executive vice president and general manager of the Detroit Lions is on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line. Brad Holmes here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Brad? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Rich. Absolutely. Well, look who got Aiden Hutchinson in the draft. <laughs> look who got the Wolverine in the draft, but the guy who's generally managing for the hometown team. This is amazing, Brad. How psyched were you? Oh yeah, it's, it was. It was. Um, it was just a great. It was a great feeling. Um, the whole organization is, is excited. Uh, you know, obviously, this city, this community, is excited uh, to land land him. Uh, but you know, he's. Um, He's always been, you know, even before this year, you know, uh, the, the first time I saw Aiden really was back um, in 2020 when I was still with the Rams, actually. And, um, you know, he was kind of playing a different position. He was kind of playing more of an interior role. Um, but I was just a huge fan of the player, you know, and obviously he suffered the injury. But when I first saw him, he reminded me of Chris Long a little bit. And, you know, I was with the Rams when, you know, back when we drafted Chris Long. And um, the reason why that was such a unique comparison is because 
at the time, back in, I think that was, you know, 08, you know, we're more of like a four-man front team uh, defense, and Chris Long was running like a 34 at UVA. And so then we had to project him as kind of an edge guy, you know. And so then you fast forward to Aiden, and, you know, again, still with the Rams, I think Brandon Staley was running our defense at the time. We were running more of a 34 front at the time. And then – we're like, man, this guy can really be a five technique or he can be a bunch of different things. But then you see him in, you know, the next season and he just shows a whole new toolbox that I was like, wow. And it just kind of just up. It was an uptick in excitement and, 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 and light for him. Um, but, but really, really excited about him. Well, I mean, it's only fitting that I hear sirens in the background when you talk about getting Aiden Hutchinson second <laughs> overall because I think it is theft and robbery personally um is it true brad holmes i heard that as soon as trevon walker was named the first overall pick by jacksonville the lions immediately selected aiden hutchinson and were told by the league to slow your roll because it was too fast you put the card in too fast is that true or or false yeah and you know what rich we actually I, i i actually tried to be more compliant with the rules, because I know we kind of got slapped on the wrist last year with Penay Sewell, mm-hmm. and I think it was really well documented that, you know, the video and the uproar and the explosion and the excitement of just turning Penay's card in. So I actually thought I was more mindful of, like, okay, all right, like, how long do we got to wait for this? And. I can't. I don't even remember what anybody said, and I just I'm just calling, and then I just called. So I guess I just you know unconsciously kind of violated again. But no, it was you know once we saw that name, it was just hey, let's call him and let's let's make him a Detroit Lion. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, use in waiting. I, I, I'm going to take the hit on that, Brad. To be honest with you, because um, as a host of the NFL Draft, I've done it 18 times. Nothing gums up our broadcast more than picks coming in too fast. We we need we need the time to chew on what just happened and to ruminate on what's about to happen. And so the league knows that. And so they they kind of make sure that the first couple of picks don't come so fast and furious that it happens too fast. I'll take the hit for you, Brad. Well, okay. totally understand. I'll keep that in mind. Hopefully we're not picking this high uh, yes. next year. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, when you're when you're deep in the first round, Brad, and you're in that best player on the board argument, you can take your time. You know what I mean? You could just take your time. You know? A- absolutely. Well, much respect to the process. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be in better compliance. So then what was it That's like getting Aiden in the building for the first time? Walk me through day one and, and day one to the current to the current day. Brad. Yeah, you know, it was it was funny because we just had him in, um, you know, pre-draft. We had him in for a visit. Yeah, and he was so, thrown out the uh, first pitch at a Tiger game. I saw that. Yeah, we just had him in for a visit right before the draft. And, you know, you know, me, me him, and Dan are just sitting in the office, in Dan's office, kind of just, you know, talking about ball and life and all that stuff. And then fast forward, and then it's him and the rest of his family. You know, they, they, they come in from Vegas. And uh, we're like in the same spot all, oh, but I, it just did really feel like a, a good family atmosphere. We try to, you know, kind of create that atmosphere here and, and create that, that environment. Um, but it was good to have Aiden here. Um, and it was funny. I, I remember that I said he reminded me of Chris Long. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw him the year before, and I never forget the first time I met Chris Long, I was a combine scout. And he shows up 
to catch the uh, train to, I mean, to catch the tram to go to the hotel from the airport, and he had a jug of water, like a gallon jug of water. And Aiden walks in the building after he flew from Vegas, and he's got a gallon jug of water in his hand. And I'm like, okay, I see a lot of similarities there. Yeah, that might not be conditioning. That might be coming from Vegas, to be very honest with you, Brad. Just you know, no, it, it was good. He, you know, he fit right in. Um, you know, it seems like he was always he was a, a welcome addition. His his guy comes from a great family, you know, and um, you know, I, I met his parents before at at the pro day actually. Um, so it was it just seemed like it all all the stars aligned. Executive EVP and um, Lions general manager Brad Holmes here on the Rich Eisen show. First 10 picks go uh, to the teams that uh, that had those choices. Pick 11 hits and then trade a Palooza starts with the Saints going up to get Chris Olave. Um, were you concerned when the Saints did that that they'd go and get Jamison Williams? Is walk me through that moment of the draft for you. Yeah. That 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 was that, that did cross my mind when the when the trade first happened when the Saints moved up um, we were we were pretty much set you know um, you know we we had already you know had dialogue with with, with Quazy in Minnesota and um, you know I, I said look I'm still waiting and see what happens here uh, but when the trade first happened with New Orleans I I, I crossed my mind I was like oh man because I, I I heard a lot that they had some interest in in, in Jameson. Uh, throughout the process and we have all that stuff that we look at um but i was looking back at it too and you know same reasons that i went through the process that i went through with jameson i said well do they do they need somebody that can contribute right away and you know um and whatever you know timeline it is with, with jameson that's what kind of made me step back and i said well maybe Maybe they might not go that route, and they may need more immediate day one. And so that's what kind of gave me a little bit of, you know, that may give me a little bit more comfort. And um, But sure enough, you know, they went Chris, and we were just ecstatic to get Jameson. Did you try to pop into the top ten to kind of lock in on that or or no? Right. Yeah, well, I did, I did make calls up, up there, um, you know, obviously before just to kind of see um, what – team's willingness was because you just never know even with even with the uh the agreement we had in place with minnesota um you know you just it's still contingent on you know you don't know if minnesota like minnesota could have a guy there that's like no we're not we're not moving Mm. we're 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 picking so you kind of have to kind of um spread spread it around a little bit and so we, we we contact teams up there in the top 10 um but obviously it worked out with minnesota so then what's your evaluation what was your evaluation of jamison williams and his knee uh, to make you feel comfortable going up 20 spots i mean 20 whole spots to go grab him 12th overall brad yeah you know with jamison it was a it was a really interesting process because you know, we, we looked at him, you know, obviously during the season and the scouts, you know, had high praise for him. And, you know, I, I, I had a, I had a good feel about him as a player. But when the injury happened, um, you know, I self admit that I, I, I put him in a box because I, I've always been a little bit, you know, hesitant on, you know, the guys that are projected to go really high to have that skill set that can be, you know, a top notch or game, game changing kind of player. But, you know, he had this ACL injury, 
And so I kind of had him from the time he got the injury all the way through, you know, like February and through March, I kind of had him in a separate box of his own. And I will never forget, um, I had a long kind of talk with myself. And I spent one Sunday, I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to take him out of this box. And I said, look, man, I got to I, I gotta just put him on the same even playing field. And it actually reminded me of, I remember when Steve Kahn with the Cardinals, I remember when uh, he made a, a comment about when he drafted Kyler Murray. And, you know, they had just invested the first-round pick in Rosen before, and I remember he made this comment about I was scared to watch the tape. Or, like, I didn't – he said something along the lines of I didn't want to watch the tape because I didn't want to fall in love. And that's kind of – that Sunday, probably about, you know, two or three Sundays before the draft, that's kind of what my feeling was when I took Jameson out of that box. And I put him on the same level of the Ohio State kids and Drake London and all that. And when I took him out of that box, that's when I was like, whoa, this guy really – he was such a fit, and he was just clearing away the best fit as a potential game changer. And he just fit so many things of what Dan and myself are looking for. And that's when it kind of came very, very clear to me. is like, let's go and get this guy. Well, I'm sure you didn't go to WebMD to get your medical advice on him. So what's your two cents on when you're going to see him and how his knee is, Brad? Yeah, so, you know, obviously we had a lot of, a lot of deep – a lot of deep internal discussions before the draft um, with our doctors and our and our, our, our medical staff, and we we felt very very comfortable uh, taking him. And you know, um, we're not going to put a you know a specific timetable just out of respect of of, of our process and the plan that we have in place. Um, so, but we feel very comfortable and confident in terms of where we think um, that, that he might be available. Uh, what I love about Jamison is he loves football. I mean, he's so passionate about the game, and he's chomping at the bit to get out there as soon as possible. But um, well, we do have a plan in place. Um, we're we're, we're going to stick to it. And the, the last thing we're going to do is just rush a player out there before he's ready. So you're not going to tell me is what you're telling me, Brad? You're not going to tell uh, me? Okay. Probably is about the best way to okay. say Okay, understood, understood. How about this year? We expect to see him in 2022? You have that level of expectation? Just at least that? Yeah, you know, I think it's I, – I, I would I would, fear, I would think that, yes, uh, I would feel comfortable okay. saying that um, I do expect to see him at, at some point okay. this year. Brad, uh, Brad Holmes, the uh, general manager of the Detroit Lions here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, – the quarterback spot in Detroit has um, uh, been bandied about. Lots of talk about golf and year two and what Dan Campbell thought of year one and what the 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 um, the group thought of year one. Um, you're uh, sticking with golf for a long term, still um, up in the air, or that's your plan because you didn't take a quarterback in the draft, a rookie QB, Brad. Yeah, you know, um, we felt very confident going into this year um, as as Jared Jared being the guy um, to to lead us at quarterback. Um, but at the same time, you know, we were open and we, we we had you know very transparent conversations about you know look if if, if the right guy is there and it's the right fit, then we'll 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 look into that and. Um, I will say what we did want to do is we didn't want to force 
anything in terms of you know well you know if we got to grab a quarterback and, and and if it's not if it's not the right fit if it's not the right player um you know just still grab a quarterback and we just didn't really have that feeling um as as we went through that through that process now you know there's times in the draft where it was looking like it it, it could have happened um but it it just didn't but at the same time we didn't force it uh we we feel good about Jared the way that he um finished the year out of with all the adversity that he faced last year, the way he finished. And then um, Dan and I just wanted to make sure that he set up for success, which, you know, we try to do. We're, we're, we're still going to put in efforts to, to, to do going forward. Um, but, you know, and Jared knows, you know, it's, it's every year he's got to, you know, come out here, compete, you know, and, and prove that, that, that he's the guy. And um, But thus far in this all season, he's done that. Okay, so um, when you get your schedule, I'm assuming you haven't gotten yet, even though you may have already gotten a peek, the first thing you, you look for is what when you get that schedule in your hands, Brian? Uh, I usually look at week one. Um, I usually look like I, I look at week one, and then I look at where the buy falls. Um, that, that's, that's where the two biggest things um, in terms of like just being ready, who's our opponent. Um, you know, um, I speak with Dan about it. And then you know you just look at the bye week, and then kind of when is when is that coming? Is it early? Is it late? Um, and then you know always for us, um, obviously you know we don't have a lot of you know let's call it primetime games, mm-hmm. but you know our our Thanksgiving matchup is always a big one. So um, seeing seeing that we have uh, Buffalo on Thanksgiving, uh, but yeah, those are the three things I look for. There you go, Buffalo. I mean, Thanksgiving, that's a big one for you, obviously, as to who you got there coming on Thanksgiving. So um, that's always a big one for you, Brad, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, when I when I got that job, you know, that's the first thing I told my wife. Um, she was so happy, and I said, Thanksgiving will never be the same, uh, you know, going, going, going forward, you know. so. But it is, uh, you know, experiencing it last year for the first time. It, it is an awesome, unique experience, and, and looking forward to it this year. It's very special. Before I let you go, Brad, um, in terms of occupational hazards at all, there's very rare physical occupational hazards, certainly when you're a general manager of a team. But when you pull off a trade like the one for Jamison Williams or you get Aiden Hutchinson in your lap, second overall pick, and then there's Dan Campbell ready to celebrate, do you have to brace yourself? Do you have to take – do you have to set your feet like you're taking a charge? Walk me through that process, Brad, in the draft. Well, you know, I will say Dan sometimes, you know, he'll he'll give me a little bit of a warning. I'm often sitting next to him and right. not a warning about what's going to happen, but he might say, you know, hey, you know, it got some hair standing up on the back of my neck. So, or, you know, I got so, – so once I hear that, I'm like, okay, something could happen at, at, at any moment. But it's just – it is the best. It's the best feeling when 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 he's excited and we we communicate about everything and we you know we make sure that that all we're making the right decisions on everything. But we're 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 so aligned with everything. But it is it is a joy to see he see him get excited. You know, and especially about you know when you get the player acquisition and make sure that you know the players that we're acquiring you know fits 
fits his vision and his philosophy. Um, it's, it, it, it is a joy to watch. So you haven't had a moment, um, like, say, in the last two, your first two drafts in Detroit, like second round Friday night, you're like, why does that arm hurt? What's going on with the like, – and they're like, oh, that's right. That was last night's first round pick. Like, that, you, you haven't had one of those moments yet? I haven't the, had one of those. Now, okay. I remember, you know, last year yeah. with the Panay Sewell pick yeah, – right. um, right. I believe it was it was our president seal Rod Wood that I you know kind of drug across the room. I don't think that would have happened with Dan. I think it would have been a little bit more force yeah, understood. You got to pick your um, spots, Brad. You got to pick yeah, your spots. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you you got to pick your battle. But I got to be honest with 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 Dan with Campbell um, last year, Brad. It was you know obviously first year head coach. There were times where where end-of-game scenarios might have gone a little fast and things of that nature. Those things happen the first-year head coach. But one thing that you definitely saw, team never gave up. I mean, there, you might have been blown out in one game at home. I think it's the Eagles or something like that. But yeah. uh, but everything else, never, ever, ever could put the Lions away and then ever give up. And they were always exciting. The games were always intense. And um, even when things, like I said, got a little out of, uh, you know, out of, uh, out of joint in the first half, second half, different story. Never any quit. It clear. It was clear. Everybody was was buying what was being sold. Brad, I wonder what your opinion of that is. Yeah, and that, that that's the great thing about Dan is you know I, I've I've said from day one you know there there's just some elite traits that you have as a head coach and and those are one of them in terms of players believing players buying in and, you know, really, really wanted to play for him and really, you know, willing to run through a wall for him. And and that that's always – I've always – I've said a long time about, you know, if you go back to – if you looked at our practices, you know, in weeks like 16 and 17, mm-hmm. and, you know, you see the – you know, we got a young roster, but even, you know, the more veteran players on our roster, you know – coming out in practice and the energy in practice late in the season we weren't playing for anything was it, it was it was incredible and that that's when you really know it's like all right you're cooking with some gas now because you know you you, you have a guy like Dan who these players love they they believe in and he's so authentic in everything that he does and it is um and it, it equates to the games now yeah we we had the you know the the Philly and you could even going you know when we played uh Cincinnati at home but besides that I, I thought that we kind of pushed everybody to the brink and, and gave them the game and you know we, we want to lay a foundation of what we want to be about as a team as a coach and we want to be a gritty group and uh I, I do believe we got that foundation laid and then we just got to keep doing our part and we got to keep you know uh, making sure the coach is right we got to keep adding pieces and um improving our roster and uh, just control we can control. Brad, thank you for the time. Hope this is the first of many times calling into the show. Appreciate it. Um, and let's uh, chat down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Rich. Of course. Brad Holmes, the GM and Executive Vice President of the Detroit Lions here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, let's beat it on down the road to the commercial break real fast because Sean McVay's on hold, the championship world champion, head coach of the world champion Rams, Sean McVay, when we come back. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Head coach of the Los Angeles Rams is on the phone right here on Peacock Sirius XM back here on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio outfit. Thrilled to have back here on the program is a man who hoisted the Lombardi, the head coach of the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams here on schedule release day on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Hello again to Sean McVay. How you doing, coach? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on, Rich. Anytime. So who'd you, who'd you meet in Cabo this year? Who'd you, who'd you, what do you, you know, got for me on that? Uh, I, I uh, didn't meet uh, too many people in Cabo. Nobody okay. quite as uh, interesting as Stafford. There was okay. a lot of friendly people. Okay. But uh, it was more of a relaxing getaway that uh, Veronica and I enjoyed, but okay. it certainly wasn't as eventful as the last time. Well, because you weren't there in January this time, right? Like, that's it. That's it's... exactly right. Touche to you on that one, Rich. I'll, <laughs> I'll take a mid-February break right after the season ends all day, every day. That's right. It's a totally different set of circumstances. You know, it's a totally no set of, you know, six weeks later makes a makes a big, huge difference. And so I guess you didn't meet Bobby Wagner down there. No Allen Robinson in Mexico. This is just straight up. Let's talk. That's it, right? No, you know what's funny, though? I did actually run into Bobby Wagner prior to him leaving the Seahawks at Wally's in Beverly Hills with a couple. Uh, I was uh, was with Raheem Morris and Chris Shula, and we ran into him and DK Metcalf, and I said, hey, maybe this means something, and what do you know? Now he's a Ram. Not tampering, though. I was not tampering. Just nope. said hello. How you doing? Just two, just two guys sharing some charcuterie and some, uh, some looking for wine. That's it. That's all you're doing. Just getting some That's meats exactly and wines right. and cheese. Okay, that's the way it works. Uh, I got to tell you, when I heard Wagner going to the Rams, I'm like, get out of here. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, how, how jacked are you that he's on this team right now? I, I really am. And the more that you're around him, Rich, the more that you uh, appreciate and love the guy because he's a pro's pro in every sense of the word. Obviously, going against him, you know what a great player he is. But I just have always loved the way he's carried himself. 
um, what he's represented for not only the community of Seattle, but just in terms of the NFL. You know, you talk about a guy that represents the Shield the right way as a leader, as a man. Um, and to be able to add him, especially with a lot of the great leaders that we lost from last year's team, I, I don't think you can say enough about the influence, the impact that he's going to have. Um, love the guy. He's got a great look in his eye every day coming into the meetings, and uh, he's going to be a big part of uh, you know what we do defensively next year without a doubt. I mean, when I first heard that it was possible that he would join the Rams, I had two thoughts. One is, like, does Les ever sleep? Okay, and is there is there ever a door he's not willing to just try and just knock on and see if it's going to work? That's number one. And then number two, I, I, I was hearing people saying, I don't know if that's a fit. I just like get out of here. Like he fits anywhere. Like like that, let 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 McVeigh and his staff worry about the fit. That was my thought. My two I thoughts could, on I that. Three more. I, I think the best thing about Les, as you know, Rich, and why we've had such a good relationship and rapport is is hey, we're gonna we're gonna do what we think is in the best interest of our team and. We're going to be aggressive in those moves, but never reckless. And um, I do think it certainly helps. You know, being in L.A., it's a great place to be. People want to be out here, but then our players. You know, to get a chance to play with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, knowing that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are on the offensive side of the ball. You add Allen Robinson to the mix with Van. And, um, you know, there's a lot of good things going on because of our players and because of location. And and we've certainly have uh, taken advantage of that without a doubt. And how much better can Stafford be now that he's got a year in? Like, and there's no now, now he knows how to get around Los Angeles. There's no there's no adjustment. Like he's here, and now he's got he answered every every last question with the throw to cup in uh, in Tampa, with the throw to cup, uh, the game on the line in in the Super Bowl, with his performance against the 49th. Like every question got answered by him, and he got the trophy in the first shot with you guys. How much better do you think he can be, Sean McVay? Yeah, I think he's going to get better because he's a conscientious guy that works at it. That's what I think is so impressive that you mentioned, Rich, is just for him to come in uh, brand new, a lot of new terminology, just so many different changes, and for him to play as well as he did, I think that's kind of one of the more underrated parts of how great he played last year is you lose sight of. That was the first year he played with all those guys. That was the first year in the system, and so – the way that he works at it, the humility that he has, but also the confidence in himself and the way that he raises the confidence level of everybody around him, he is going to get better. What that looks like is, is to be determined, but the way he's approaching the offseason, the way he's leading, um, you know, you talk about the command and the capacity that this guy has. Uh, I just love working with him. He's got a great way about himself. And like, like I've kind of said before, it, it's hard not to root for a guy that, that handles himself so well and is such a baller on the field as well. Well, you're known for the steel trap mind and remembering everything exactly when it happened, Sean McVay, but um, did and you notice everything. Did you notice he no-looked that throw to come? I didn't see that until the next day, but then again, I'm, I'm not you. But did you notice that when he did that in the Super well, Bowl? Well, he, he, uh, he was very aware of it. He, he knew right away it was one of the good ones that he had had. But, he, you know, he does that so frequently, Rich. I think if you watch him closely, that's something that is really a, a part of uh, the way that he plays. But he does it not to just look cool because there's an intent. You know, he needed to move Von Bell off of that spot, mm. needed to make sure that that weak side hook player was held to open up Cooper ripping into that window, and um, he certainly did that. That's where you say, man, was that a good play call? Hell no. Was that great execution <laughs> by him? No question. And so he sure does that a lot, and that's where uh, these good players make you a lot better coach, and I am sure grateful for that. Well, what about that fourth down run to Cup, though, that preceded it? Where did that one come from, Sean? That was called, uh, that was big balls by me there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you know can what? confirm. Can confirm, Sean. Can confirm. Uh, yeah. That was. Uh, yeah. it, it was. It was one of those deals where you're saying. Sometimes you're just kind of in the moment. I think it was the confidence that you have in Cooper Cup and Matthew to time it up. And they had kind of really been bearing down on a QB sneak. We had had a lot of those situations in some short yardage moments. And if they don't hit it with that perfect timing, Bryson Hopkins doing a great job at the point of attack and, and Cooper being able to level it off inside of that block on Hubbard. Um, you know, that's just great players making a good play. But the confidence in that play call was because of the people. And, um, you know, you can do that. And I felt good about, hey, if it didn't work, then at least you're doing it with the people that you have such believe it, belief in. And I'm going to go down swinging with those guys all day. Sean McVay, champion head coach, the defending Super Bowl champion head coach going into this season right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I got to be honest with you, though, Sean, going into the Super Bowl, you kind of kind of knocked me over with a feather that the conversation leading into it was you thinking about your coaching mortality already. Um, yeah. And and how close were you to thinking, you know, maybe I want to try something else? Were you close to that, Sean? Well, I'll tell you what, seeing Tom Brady's potentially new deal, I'm thinking, <laughs> what the hell am I doing coming back to coaching right now? Um, no, it, it was never anything. Let's put it this way. I love coaching so much, Rich. Hmm. Um, I think that it was a fun narrative, but if you look at the entirety of what I had said, I, the question was asked if I was going to be a lifer in coaching And then I elaborated on, you know, I don't know that I see myself doing this until I'm, you know, 70 or so because I feel like I'm 36 going on 80 some days. I sure love it. But, um, you know, how long I'll do it, I don't know. I mean, I I couldn't be more excited about this season working with our players and coaches. But you said down the line, is that something that you're interested in? Uh, I think there's no question about it. But I couldn't be happier coaching ball right now without a doubt. Something you're interested in being the media and calling games or something like that. That's yeah, coming mean. and hanging out with you a little bit more. Okay. And, uh, yes, all right. You know, what, what do you what do you think about that? I mean, it's been about two years since I even get invited for a phone call with you, so oh the least I could do is maybe come hang in studio Wow, sometime. shots being fired <laughs> and they're, you know, but it's, it, 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 it's inaccurate. Uh, I would hope if you joined the media, no, you'd be I a little know. more accurate. But doesn't even tell me when you call. <laughs> <laughs> well what what is the grind though like what is your grind where because it, it looks effortless to be very honest with you and your energy seems to never wane but what is the the coaching grind that you might already be sensing right now no, you know what? it's not even the coaching grind rich i think it's just at some point down the line you know there's there's other interests that you might potentially have you know if i was to put a timeline on it i am nowhere close to not wanting to coach football um, are there times during the season where you get busy and you feel a little bit worn out? There is no doubt about it. But um, being around these players, these coaches every single day, getting out on the field with them in phase two of the offseason program, you are quickly reminded why you love it so much. Um, I think it's more of a, my own problem where, you know, your mind's always racing. You want to try to do such a good job for these players and want to make sure that uh, everything's buttoned up and there's a lot of things that are out of your control and I think part of it is just maturing and being able to take things in stride a little bit better when they don't go the way you want Uh, being able to have the balance and continuing to surround yourself with with people that you can really lean on and feel like it's been uh, you know definite progression over these five years and you're always looking back and trying to learn but I can honestly say this, and the people that that have been around me, I think, would agree with it. And this is not just because we were able to finish the season the way we wanted to. Prior to the playoff run and all those kind of things, 
Um, I was more at peace, more still, more present than what I've been, more enjoyable, uh, and, and just having an appreciation for, you know, the journey and, and being able to do what you do, probably more so than I had been in the last few years. And, um, and then I think it leads to, to being able to just be a little bit more fulfilled day in and day out when you realize you're doing this for other people. And um, that purpose gives you a passion that I think is more sustainable over time. Sean McVay here on the Rich Eisen Show, Super Bowl winning head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. And then the other aspect of somebody that we were hearing about thinking of their football mortality being Aaron Donald, who is I don't even say at the top of his game because his game, the top of his game is unlike anybody else's. And um, is he thinking really hard about it right now, do you think, even though he said he's coming back? I mean, what 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 do you witness every day that make you think that he is, in fact, thinking about every snap now of his career? Well, I, I think when you just look at what he puts into performing at the level that he does um, – I don't know that there's anybody that has ever worked harder, is more intrinsically motivated. I mean, I, I, I just couldn't be – I can't say enough good things about him. Like, when people ask me about him, Rich, it's like as good as and as special as you think this guy is, the only way I can really articulate it is he's even better than what you think. <laughs> and I love Aaron. Uh, I really cherish our relationship that we have. And I think if there's anybody that's earned the right to be able to make a decision that he thinks best for him and his family after uh, – as an accomplished – eight-year career, it certainly would be him. Now, I sure hope that that means he still wants to continue to play and, and continue to play at a high level where he's leading and, and doing his thing. And that's the, that's the understanding that I have. But I think more than anything, I'm just appreciative to be able to work with him and getting a chance to coach guys like him. He has, uh, he has changed my life for all the better, and, and I sure love Aaron Donald just like uh, all the Rams fans and all his teammates do. No, and, I, and I know I'm, I'm leaving out a lot of teammates when I say what I'm about to say, Sean, and a lot of great players. And, and If you could name like the M, like an all-star team or an all-pro mm-hmm. team for just NFC, just using NFC West players from the last 10 years, you would have to put Aaron Donald up front and then Bobby Wagner in the middle and maybe Jalen Ramsey in the back and you've got all three of them and the only word i can think of is stupid for that that's insane uh what's the words you use when you see you're going to see those guys out there playing defense i, I mean just pure joy i mean <laughs> I, I just love it i mean getting a chance to work with those guys on all three levels and a lot of other good players have really stepped up around them i think um you know what what an amazing job leonard floyd has done uh really making an impact on this defense since he got here a couple years ago but to have all three players that, um, you know, certainly uh, I don't think anybody would argue that these guys are on track or they've already accomplished Hall of Fame career resumes, to still be playing at high levels and to be on all three levels of your defense, that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, I know uh, me and the coaches and, and all the guys feel really good about that mm-hmm. and excited to see these guys come to life on uh, on Sundays or Thursday. Uh, whenever our first game is. Yeah, I, and, and again, I, I just, well, your first game is definitely going to be on a Thursday, and we'll find that out tonight. Um, so, you know, and we haven't even mentioned Cooper Cup. My God. And he's the Super Bowl MVP and one of the most maybe incredibly self-made, improved players to go from where he was drafted and when he was drafted to where he is right now. Um, w- 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 how can he get better? Like, what can he actually improve upon in your estimation, yeah. Sean? I think the best about all these guys you're talking about rich and i think this is with anybody that's that's great at their craft complacency never sets in um you know i i do believe cooper cup's going to play better next year now whether or not the stats reflect that is a totally different conversation but 
the consistency at which he plays, the way that he'll continue to perfect his craft of running routes, being a part of the blocking surface, uh, helping mentor guys in his group or really just his teammates continuing to lead at a higher level. He is going to get better because he works at it uh, the right way and he's wired physically and mentally the right way. He's he's such a stud. And, and I really think all these guys, whether you're talking about Matthew, you're talking about Aaron, you're talking about Cooper Cup, you're talking about the Bobby Wagners. I mean, that's what it's about, Rich. And that's why, you know, for me, um, getting a chance to work with these players mm. is so fulfilling and you just want to help them out in any way you can. And to be around them on a daily basis, they make me a better coach and uh, it sure makes it fun to be uh, working with the Rams right now, that's oh, for sure. Last two. Is Odell still on your radar screen, Sean? Oh, of course. I, I, I really want Odell back on our team. Um, he's a guy that in a short amount of time we were able to develop a really special relationship. I thought he brought a great spark to our team. I thought he played really well. He's a great teammate. He, I, we all know what a charisma and a presence that he has, but he is truly a great teammate, made so many impactful plays. Um, it was a shame to see him go down in that game, but man, he sure still made an impact with those two catches that he did have. And uh, without a doubt, want to get Odell back here. And, um, you know, that's the goal and continuing to work towards a solution of, of him re-signing with the Rams. And then how do you avoid whatever doldrums happen with a championship team that we see frequently? I mean, this is the first time, out, not your first rodeo playing in a Super Bowl, but it's the first one following up a win what is your challenge, and how are you approaching that to make sure the Rams do it again, Sean? Yeah, I think we, I think the first thing is is that you understand that what we did last year will have nothing to do with the things that we do this year. Uh, last year was last year. Uh, it'll always be a special season, something that you cherish and you never take for granted, but that won't win us any games. If anything, it makes it that much more difficult. Um, you know, I, I've heard it said before, and I think it's so true. If you want to try to stay on top, you have to remember that success is the greatest enemy of future success. And um, the, the people that have, have performed consistently at a high level, uh, they don't let that complacency set in. And I do feel good about the leadership that we have, but we have to just be totally and completely present. Um, we'll use last year as a chance to draw some confidence, but understand that that won't do anything for us as we move forward and, and uh, you know, try to have a great off-season program and then start stacking blocks the right way when we report to training camp on the 23rd of July. Well, normally I don't need to, to, to – uh, normally I would ask, I guess, somebody who's about to, you know, get married if, if you and uh, Veronica got that, uh, that thing I got off the Tiffany registry for you, but you were holding it up in February. So I'm glad you got that from my wife and I. Um, you know, and, um, you know, uh, and normally I don't see that on a registry, but I wanted to get that for you, Sean. Oh, you know? I love it. Well, Hey, I appreciate you having me on. It's always a great time. And, mm. uh, you're the man, Rich. Right here in person next time. I know you're all the way up there. You've, you're, you, you see, now I know you're totally acclimated to Los Angeles life. You're not coming down the 405 all the way down here. I get it. You're all the way up there. You know what? That's a, it, it, I, I can appreciate your consideration for me. That's, that's a thoughtful guy right there. <laughs> I'll see you in person soon, hopefully, Sean. Thanks for the call, man. Okay. Thanks, Rich. Head coach of the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, he's not coming from Thousand Oaks. No. No, no. You got that's like a that's, that's a, hike. a day trip. That's a thousand minutes, <laughs> at least the wrong time of day, especially on a Friday. All right, let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. Phone calls, and then John Ham is Ooh. making his way to our studio. Top. Well, actually, let's do that next. Top Gun Maverick. Susie and I saw it yesterday. That's coming up next. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back here on uh, our terrestrial radio outfit, uh, we just saw a clip from our Super Bowl show prior to uh, um, Chiefs and Niners uh, from Miami, where um, the uh, two of the stars of the new Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick, uh, Miles Teller, who plays Goose's son, and Glenn Powell, who plays kind of the new Iceman-type character, uh, were on the program. John Hamm, who is in the film as well, is coming out here in a moment uh, to talk about it in hour number three. Suze, you and I saw it yesterday together, and I, I know we both feel the same way about it, but I'll, I'll just jump in to start this thing. I cannot tell you how awesome this movie is more it is spectacular i it touched on it, it made me feel like i was back in high school again in 1986 the original movie it it was great just terrific and you loved it too correct i loved every bit of it i loved more than anything jennifer connelly is so spectacularly beautiful in this <laughs> I, that I, I reached over and i said oh my god I and i think her. you said back Oh, my God. I mean, she is stunning, but it was so much fun. The flight scenes were so crazy and so realistic that when I got back in the car afterwards, I drove faster than ever. Yeah, which was great. I'll be very honest with you. I got to be honest with you. It felt like I had the Dolby surround sound still in the car. But, um, you know, (laughs) what makes it great. I guess, can you call it a sequel when it's 36 years apart from the original? Oh, my God, totally. It is. So, so. A sequel 36 years later and it gives you everything you want everything you're hoping for and not to spoil it but I'll just give you a little taste here the first 90 seconds two minutes you get already like the the sunrise over the 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 heat coming yeah. off the tarmac shot you get first of all you get the 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 Simpson Bruckheimer lightning strike um, you know, logo, like I haven't seen that in forever, it felt like. You get Cruz on a motorcycle, changing a white t-shirt into another white t-shirt. <laughs> Kenny Loggins singing it's Danger Zone. I mean, literally, that's, boom, right off the bat. He's, he's already in the cockpit, you know, pushing the limits. And it's the, the 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 script the banter is straight out of the original top gun and the flying scenes are incredible cruise looks the same <laughs> and i'll just say this you know uh fully you know uh, i believe john is back in the green room right now um this is more of a me thing 
And I just warn you, Mike, and I warn you, TJ, as well. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to warn my wife this. I don't know if you felt this way. My wife. Watching that movie, I've never felt uglier in my entire life. Everyone's beautiful. What about the two shot with Tom? Everyone's beautiful. What, me with Tom Brady? Yeah. Tom Brady, not Cruz. I thought that's when you were. Oh, yeah. You know, two shot with Tom Brady. You know, I felt like Shrek. You know, in that two shot, but just it's it's just beautifully shot, and the plot is so much fun. The music is fun. The acting is fun. Whole damn thing is fun. It's exactly what you're looking for to go back into a movie theater right now. If you if you're wondering should I go, whatever, and if you're concerned about going, just put on a just put on a mask and go. It, you, you have to see this in the theater. You have to. And, and right. for the ladies, if I may share something with the ladies. I think, you know, I kind of just already gave you a preview of that. Meet but me you're... on camera for <laughs> Guys, there is a scene on the beach. Oh, God. It's great. It's just like, it's for all these women that have lived their lives saying, oh, it's all about the hot chicks and the hot ladies. Yeah. Guys, there is a scene on the beach. Mm-hmm. It's great. They're playing football. Yeah, I thought so, too. They're playing pour, football. They're playing pour, football. Pour a drink. Get some snacks. Yeah. Sit back and I enjoy just, the I felt the, the heat the coming from You're the welcome. left. You're I'm sitting welcome. there. I felt the heat coming from the seat to my left. <laughs> yeah. You guys, he loves Jennifer Connelly, though. That's his get out of that's his get out of jail card. Yeah, so. we, we mentioned that earlier. That's his hall pass. I mean, that's his hall I pass. Oh, interesting. He loves Since her, the, uh, and she is spe- she's she's so beautiful that women will root for her too. I mean, she is spectacularly beautiful, right? Um, He's speechless right now. Yes, uh, for a number can of confirm. Yeah. He's remembering Sources can confirm. A cer- yeah, there's no. Guy. I mean, he, he was lost in the Jennifer Connelly web right there. You and again, the, and and it is absolutely everything you'd want out of a Top Gun sequel, and it's one of the best sequels I've ever seen. I, I, I'm saying that, no doubt. It, it just, I, I was, I was just flying, man, figuratively, literally, <laughs> and uh, John Hamm's coming out in hour number three to talk about it. You know, that was. All kinds of great. It really is. It, I felt like I was back in high school. I was nervous. I was going to ask you to the prom, Suze. I was hoping you were going to say yes. Oh, well, God. From, now from, there's silence over there. From what we understand about how hard it was, she would have told you no to go to the prom like like her first instinct. Well, you, because you would have had to put some work in, right? We got, Lake, we got Lakers talk coming up, um, <laughs> and we got uh, uh, John Hamm coming up. So I want to hop in right real quick uh, and take our uh, line Four, if we can, Mike. Uh, I believe Van Earl in Nevada is calling in right now. What's up, Van Earl? Hey. Hey, Rich, good to talk to you again. Thank you for accompanying me on my drive across the country last week. I've mm-hmm. never heard your voice so often and so much. Beautiful. Or that of Michael Del Tupos as well. <laughs> and I'd like to say hello to Susie since I had the honor. <laughs> To work with her at Fox Sports West. I loved every minute of it. Hi, Van Earl. <laughs> Good to hear you on the radio, Susie. Thank you. That's he he tries to lock me in the house, That's and ridiculous. I just bust the locks today. That's absurd. That's absurd talk. And I did want to bring an idea past you, Rich, since you are all powerful in the NFL circle. Yes, sir. Since there is no name for the NFL Executive of the Year award, do what you can to make it the John McVay. NFL Executive of the Year Award. I'm writing this down. Because Sean is John's grandson, mm-hmm. and John won five Super Bowls with two different head coaches and two different quarterbacks. 
And I don't think anybody else has accomplished that feat. An excellent choice, Van Wright, and I appreciate it. As uh, you know, in the business, there's a hard out coming up, um, so I don't want that to cut off the dulcet tones. You're in Reno? Is that where you are right now, driving right now? Been been driving across the country and soon to arrive at Pebble Beach. Fantastic. Of course you are. Hit him straight, Van Earl. Hit him straight, brother. Thanks for the call. Peace. Take it easy, Van I love it. <laughs> if that's going to be a new facet of this show that Van Earl Wright just calls in randomly. every now and then, randomly to say hi to Suze or Del Tufo or it's me amazing. or any, uh, co-sign. Sign me up. Boy, we could, had fun anchoring Fox Sports West together. I, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about uh, heading into the danger zone. <laughs> Perfect. Burner. That's a little highway to the danger zone. Burner. It's a break. Burner. Burner. Burner.